I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. All right, hello everybody. It is Saturday evening, August eighth, two thousand twenty. My name is Dan Brosco. I'm sitting here next to my good friend Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. By the crackling sound of these roaring fire that I have created for you. Oh, no joke. The podcast much anticipated since earlier this week. We realized that we could do a pod, um, the fire pit pod, Dave. The fire pit pod episode thirty five. FPP. FPP. Down great. with down with you and me. Great to be up here, uh, up on the lake. What a day we had, huh? You made it. You made it to Maine. Oh you, my gosh, um, we did. You, you uh, evaded quarantine. You you, <laughs> you you changed your plates and you made it up and uh, snuck on in. It's been good. Well, it's one of those days you can sort of pack in lots of action. So we had some paddle boarding, uh, we had some kayaking, we had some bald eagle spotting. Bald eagle spotting. We had some pontoon boat diving. Pontoon boat diving. Including one where we kind of jumped off the dock together, which was great. That was uh, the tandem um, <laughs> g- reaching for the football, which, no, it was just, it was actually a princess. I think it was a princess ball. Princess ball, right. which, which you muscled me out of. And uh, it was a bad toss by Jen, I have to say. Uh, I expect, expected more from her. Sure. Yes. Uh, they featuring three dogs, if not more, sometimes four. And then uh, a lovely fire pit to, to close off the day. And a beautiful, oh, and Tubin. beautiful day. Tubin. Oh, you, you missed the tubing. I, I missed the tubing. When your daughter went, beach, when, yeah. you, one of your daughters went head over heels off the tube, oh, right. and no, no, um, no one was hurt. Nobody was hurt, which is always which is good. Nice. There's always tomorrow. Yes, there, <laughs> there is, always there tomorrow. is tomorrow. Uh, Dave, you've been up here for a week, correct? I did. I I'm, I I have been. I actually took a little. I took a half a day off. Went back back to Lexington or Bedford for yeah. work for the day, uh, back and forth. But yeah, except uh, for that chunk, that that small chunk. I've been up here for the whole week. It's been great. Great R and R. Good opportunity for you to refresh and reset and prepare yourself for uh, for the fall and all that will come with that. I have to say it was some good R and R, but I can't say my eyes very well. So I'll just say it was a nice time up here. It was a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a nice reset. Um, I always feel when I take a, when I take some time off. I, I always feel. I um, wonder if I if I deserve it if I um, if I've worked hard enough. But it was. I think it was a good time to be up here with the family. We had time with. All the girls, Hannah, Jocelyn, uh, Madison, of course, and it's uh, now you guys are here. It's a great your whole family, all twenty-two of you. And you had some power outages. I think you had some power issues with the, oh, yeah, some, the easy. But it, how was the storm pronounced? Was it Isaiah? Isaiah? You got me. Whatever it was. Yeah, the storm that blew through here. The remnants blew through here, and you lost some power. Correct. Lost power for about twenty-four hours, which wasn't as bad as it could have been. The right. the expectation was it was going to be forty-eight hours when it went out, but it came back pretty soon. But some parts of the lake didn't have it for another day afterward. And, I, and our good friends next door, the Metasoviches, uh, Scott's mom lives in Connecticut. And she was up actually this weekend because to visit him and his family, but also because she has no power still since uh, Wednesday. Yeah, down, down in the northwest suburbs of Boston, we pretty much dodged that bullet. But it was still pretty windy and gusty there on Tuesday. But it reminds me of that um, storm we, you and I we uh, went through a year ago up here in Maine with your family where we had a big... Um, a, a huge gusts of wind, rain, like a, almost like a mini tornado. I'd say. Uh, images of Jocelyn running for cover from the tiny house to the main house, and then all of us inside when the lightning struck the transformer. Yep. Um, and, spar- and sparked the outlet. And, and, and there was <laughs> and, and some kind of fire came out of the outlet near the refrigerator, and we lost power. That was exciting. The smell of burning wires, and uh, we survived that, and we survived this week. It's all good. Did I tell about my first close encounter uh, lightning story? No, you didn't. But please share. This is this is still. I think this the way I remember it. I think it's still about ninety five percent factual. This we're talking now about the summer of nineteen ninety three. Summer ninety three. I'm, I'm at camp. Uh, what camp? What camp were you at? Camp Vermont, New England, Palmer, camp Mass. Camp Vermont, Palmer, Mass. I went oh six nine. Um, 
group of eight of us. Did you win the tug of war contest that year? Uh, I, 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 in all the years of camping, in all my camps I went to, I literally have never won color war once. So I'm, I'm the bad luck charm. <laughs> Uh, that week, we had a week-long camping trip on the Appalachian Trail in southwest. AT. AT. Southwest in northwestern Connecticut. Nor- shout out Norbernays. <laughs> and uh, we're hanging out on like day four of the trip. My good friend, uh, Zev Young, by this point, has, been, has gone home because he was sick. So it's me and like seven girls. And Wait, is this, is this an AT trip from Camp Vermont? Yeah, we, they drove us out to like uh, to Jug End Road there in southwestern Mass. We hiked across the Connecticut border. How, like, how like, far did you go? I'm how many? 25 miles. I it's classic Jewish camp, right? We're going to drop camping. you off, pick you to the other side. Classic camping. Get you some warm conditions. Well, here's here's a classic. A day. Sorry, sorry for the Jewish camping story, guys. Um, classic Jewish camping story. We're up on Bear Mountain, Connecticut, which is the tallest mountain in Connecticut on the second to last day. And we're hiking up and storm clouds are gathering. Storm, yeah, clouds, storm clouds are, are, gathering, are, right? are, are they gathering or are, they're, they're they coming. are they're they rolling are, they they're rolling are from a gathering west to east, for, across the screen from west gathering. To east. unbelievable <laughs> and uh and no joke we get stuck on the top of, of the mountain during a, a ferocious thunder lightning storm and we're all like huddling there and i swear to god we're like we're singing we're singing prayers because we're so afraid and lightning strikes top of the mountain like 100 yards from us and we all see it and we're freaking Seriously. the hell out Who's with you? Uh, just kids. A couple counselors and guides and seven kids. And, and then, like, by the time we get up an hour later, like, my legs just aren't even working because they've been stiff for so long. And uh, end up hiking down the mountain and, and, and talking about our close encounter with lightning. And then, no exaggeration, it was probably 15 years later, approximately, I'm leading a trip to New York of, of other kids, right? By the time I'm probably 27, 28. And I walk, I walk with a group into, like, the... Maybe it's the maybe it's the Met, maybe it's some other museum in New York, and the woman that was leading that camping trip for me was there with a scoop scoop of her own, and she sees me and she goes, "Oh my gosh, do you know who that is? That's one of the kids from the camping trip I told you about. No. Ask them if the story is true." And guess what? It was true. Story was true. Validated. Who was she? Who was she? Her name was Abby. I forget her. Was she name. on the trip or was she? She was like the camping leader for the trip. Really? So she was probably you know five years older than me at the time. I think I'd say the woman in front of you at the Mecca struck by lightning while she was waiting in line. Oh, that was crazy that we were there at the same time and I hadn't seen, I mean, I hadn't seen her ever. You know, so story, so before. you actually saw lightning strike a hundred feet from you. It was ridiculous. And we were like, I mean, I was what, 15? I was like, okay, that's kind of scary. Enough about that. I'm though, just Dave. like, Enough I'm just, that. this is yeah, like that's where last year was insane. Yeah, that was, that was. Did it bring back memories? Like, do you seem to, you, you you went huddled in the bathroom like one of your daughters was. You I know. did not. I was like, yeah, that's all right. You cool. were just weathering the storm. You're like, I've been been there, done that. I laugh at lightning. Yeah, weather. Haha, <laughs> weather joke. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, beautiful day up here. Beautiful weather. Nice, cool night. I like that very much. And, uh, you know, heading back into mid-August at home. And then, as everyone knows, a lot of votes happening on school stuff recently, so. What is going on with school? Just, what's, what's happening now? Well, for, for those that do not know already, which, uh, who knows, um, you know, we did vote Wednesday a four-hour and 40-minute school committee meeting, which finished at, you know, after midnight. After um, midnight? Wow. A two, a, you know, we had the two-day podcast a few weeks ago. This was the two-day school committee meeting. That's crazy. It's unusual. Uh, we did approve the hybrid model for Bedford with a two-day-in, two-day-out cohort. I was watching, actually, on... I was actually streaming it, a little bit of it. Yeah. And one of your committee members started without a beard and finished with a full beard. Yeah, maybe that was... Brad Morrison. Brad Bradley Morrison. Uh, shout out Brandon, that's professor. Um, you know, 500 people on that call, which was incredible. A lot of interest, 37 public comments, a lot of discussion. I gave a seven-minute uh, passionate soliloquy at about 11.45 before the vote, which I'm still kind of proud of. And, uh, you know, the marching orders are, you know, pursue the hybrid plan, but everyone knows you've got to have the, the, the all-remote model ready in case, you know, things get shut down. Um, and here we are. I watched I watched your soliloquy. Soliloquy. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't a dry eye on the Zoom call. Yeah. You know, like it was passionate. You know, the I, problem with the problem with having a late meeting is like it finishes, and I have to go. I have to go like check the tape and see how it sounds, and then I blink and it's three o'clock. I'm like, ooh, gotta go to bed. You watch the? You need to watch the whole meeting again. I watch the highlights. What are the what were the highlights of the school committee? I meeting? just want to make sure that when we when ask I, questions, when we I when I smart. spoke, I want to make sure that I'm not talking too fast, like, which always happens. Like, you, you, know? you, you put like together like like a montage for your um for your college application yeah, like video, my, yes, my, you know, my recruiting of, of video you, of you of you like giving my, speeches. Check out my school committee my, conversation. Uh, and here's where I laid it down the law. Yeah, um, yeah, and the framing for that for that meeting was you know, over the weekend prior. There were a lot of rumors that the governor was going to come in and just make everyone go remote as a matter of course. On Monday afternoon, the commissioner came out and said, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. And if you go remote, your kids can't play sports. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay. And then Thursday, the commissioner actually walked that back and said, oh, that's not true. They're probably, the kids probably still can't play sports. We'll let the MIA decide. 
So who, there's still who a lot this of commissioner? What's this, who is this commissioner? What's the his, commissioner of the Department of Education, name? Jeffrey Riley, Department Jeffrey of Elementary Riley. and Secondary Ed. And um, still a lot of uncertainty. It's a long way to go. I think he should arm wrestle uh, Governor Baker for the uh, final good position. Because Riley's, Riley's like a, a husky kind of dude. Uh, Baker, he's Baker, got it. Baker must be Baker's tall, got the Baker's got the fulcrum action. He's long. He could, he could, he could, a little wrist action, put him right down. All right. Well, Baker is, uh, Baker's home district of Swampscott just voted, I think, yesterday to go all remote, which is interesting. Really? And Wayland went all remote for the first quarter. Wayland. So you know, this is happening a lot, and you know we'll see how it goes. And we'll revisit it August 31st, our next That's where Whitesides teaches. Is that right? Whitesides. She's a Way- Wayland teacher. Yeah. That's great. I just want to mention that. Shout out Wayland. The orange and the black. Whiteside. Orange and black. Orange and black. So that, that, was, that took a lot of, uh, I would say, energy and mental capacity this week on top of you know, work and, and how our decision for schools impacted the work. We'll have a kids club for the fall, and that's a whole separate issue. A lot of baseball games. What's the issue? Happen. What's the issue with the kids club? Well, I mean, usually we're open every day before school and after school, and now we're Ooh, not going to be. Ooh, what's going to happen with that? So we're going to have we're going to be open for the kids who are not going to school. So if if you're going to school Monday Thursday, um, you can come to kids club Tuesday Friday, and, and vice versa. Um, and Isn't that the a, model of kids club? We are always open before and after school. Right, so now actually we're not open before school, after school. We're open for the kids who can't go to school because they have to be home. Oh. Which is actually a huge change. Well, that's great. That's and all really the time. It upends the model and staffing and the hours, and um, we'll figure that out as we go. But it's good to have clarity on what the expectation will be, you know, from the town and from the schools and um, and now for our families too. Um, so that that's also happening this week. And tons of baseball games, and um, the end is in sight. Orange team, very proud, clinched the number one seed with a win over Medford. So we get to first round bye and play on Tuesday. I was actually watching that game online, and they yeah, they, we were definitely they, they were pumping in, they field. were pumping in the crowd noise. We were definitely pumping in crowd noise. <laughs> I think I heard Dave Nudy cheering. Uh, in the background, Dave and the, and the senior squad will have a playoff game Monday for James B. And then the girls play on. Girls play on for two more weeks, which is just a lot of softball. So we're, I think we're looking forward to that being done. And then we'll have two extra weeks of summer because school, school starts on uh, the September the 16th. Unless they push that back. Uh, I think that's been pushed back already. I just, I just want to say, if you stay ahead, if you stay ahead of you, Dan, what what do you see? Ahead of me right now. Yes, what do you um, see? I see a fire and an Adirondack chair and a very tall tree. Look to your right over the lake. What do you see? I see. No, look at that nice orange moon that's rising over there. Oh, wow, you that's can't what see I'm it. talking about. It's very nice. Moonrise. Moonrise, right there. What's a common lake injury, Dave Geller? What's a common <laughs> lake injury that you might see from kids and patients? Uh, I like to see or I do see? That you, <laughs> like, that you do see. All kinds of things we see. Like Doc Doc splinters, water skiing, broken arms. What happens? I, we, that's a we. You know, with the newer docks, yeah, we I definitely would. I I removed multiple splinters from kids' feet from walking the docks. I, I have my own little method for that, using a nail clipper. That so I know that you don't give shots, but do you actually take out splinters yourself? Oh, I love taking out splinters. Really, I'm good at it. What does that mean? How how, how are you good at taking out splinters? I just have a lot What's of experience. Technique? My technique is actually using a nail clipper, a, a yep. sterile nail clipper. Yep. And breaking the skin and picking those things out, I can pick them out real quick. But that's, I've, yeah, um, I had a lot of experience with taking those splinters and my, my, myself. And uh, I remember when I was when I was a kid, actually, I was in, I was at Fairview School Elementary School, and I went down to the office because I had like, had like a cut in my in my uh, hand, and and I was, the nurse was gonna come out. This is before this is before when nurses could do something. Now you nurses can't touch you, right? They're like. They they have to have a, have a have a letter from someone to even like look at your injury. And this girl came down. Is that a criticism or that's just a, that's no? An it's true. I mean, nurses have a, like they don't have a, as much um, power as they used to because they because of uh, probably medical legal things in the sure. school. But anyways, this little girl came down and she I think she had like half of the sandbox stuck on her arm. It was <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was like six inches of a piece of wood coming out of her arm. And the nurse looked at her, looked at me. I said, "You can do her first. But um, so no, I'm just I'm just comfortable with splinters. No, that's a side note so what do we ha- see has there ever been a splinter that you haven't been able to take out like do you know it that you can get it or you're like, Ooh, i can't get that that's a great question there was one splinter that i couldn't get out um in a kid actually about a year and a half ago in, in what part of the body i think it was his his finger yep. and i had to send him to a surgeon oh no my i had one guy come in one time like years ago and he had um like an infection in his arm and because he had he was skateboarding and had fallen on a stick and he said he got the stick out but he had an infection and we kind of expressed some stuff from the infection not to get too disgusting and i put him on some antibiotics and, and it kind of got better he came in like two weeks later saw someone else because the infection had come back and they did the same thing i did he came in like a third time 
maybe a fourth time to see me on, on as a bookends. And I said, this is the same thing I saw you for like a, a month ago, right? Yeah, tell me the story again. And he said, so you pulled the whole stick out? He says, I think I did. Ooh. Yeah, he did not pull the whole stick <laughs> out. I will tell you that. It must have been like a good like two, three inches of some kind of like large twig still in oh his arm that had to be removed. But anyways. So did you take that out or you had to send him out? So I sent him, at that point, yeah. I sent him to another, another of my much, friendly yeah. surgeons. But doc, but but, but uh, water injuries, you know, you get your, you get your, we got to see all kinds of stuff from tubing and yep. water skiing. Um, uh, there's definitely cuts on things that people walk on, yep. you know. Um, yeah, there's some, uh, we, yeah, th- th- those are the main things, you know, just sprains, cuts, you know, lake injuries, Spark, sparks that are flying off leeches, of fire pits, leeches we just take off, burns from fire pit right off. No, Dog spiders we learned um, mostly don't don't bite you, but they sure scare sure the heck out of you. you. <laughs> sure scare the heck out of you. It, um, there are always these stories of like when I was in elementary school, I got stabbed with a pencil, and the and the lead never came out of my hand. Is that is that urban legend, Dave, or does that actually happen? Well, this, 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 the the trite answer is it's actually not lead; it's graphite. But Jocelyn, my middle daughter, is is proof um, in the pudding. If that's yeah. the correct term. She still has a little graphite stuck in her in one of her buttocks when she sat on a piece of pencil. Yeah, true. Oh, no, I swear, no, I'm oh, honest. No, sorry, because you because you can never get sometimes you can't get all the the little graphite particles out. So you might pull the pencil up, but it's the, it kind of tattoos the skin. And so sometimes with time, it, it dissipates. But some kids actually, it, there's still like a mark in their skin from it. And Jocelyn, I think, may still have one. Not, you know, I don't want to, you know, embarrass her on the air um, for all of our listeners, but she still may have a mark somewhere. That's, so this, um, this is the the um, the impromptu prison tattoo with pencil now that we can try to do. So that's actually true that the, you you can still have graphite. Not lead, because people always worry about lead poisoning, and right. pencils are not made of lead. If they ever were, they're they're not anymore. Do you see lead poisoning ever, or not really anymore? Ah, uh, that's a g- another great question. We screen for it, like in kids. But when I started practicing, we would screen kids yearly up to age five, right. and now we just do it up to age three, unless there is a high risk for it. Um, but we we see kids with high lead levels. I'd say. Uh, above, we used to accept actually anything less less than nine. Now we accept anything that's less than three, and we'd like it to be zero. But so we see kids with, with some higher lead levels, but nothing I'd say like the old days. We'd see kids with thirties, fifties, and that that was a different treatment process. But I've never had I've had a kid recently, or I, I can remember that needed treatment for their lead level. How is that treated now, or in the like high lead levels? Yeah. I mean, it used to be something called chelation, where you would give them some medicine that would kind of either IV or orally that would actually bind the lead in their system and and kind of, um, you know, get it out of their system. It was, yeah, not a fun process. Or you try to find out what their source was. So some kids... Was it usually eating. paint, though, or was it also, like, uh, kitchen tools or... Yeah, you, it used to, in the old days, it was definitely paint. Yep. Um, but also, uh, we still see it now when people who are getting... Um, Different, like uh, I'd say, like products from other countries mm-hmm. that maybe are made with have lead in them, like sure. uh, makeup or whatnot. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's classically lead paint. Classically, this isn't meant to be an insensitive question, um, but I'm assuming that it's not really in the homes in Lexington and Bedford that there's still lead paint. It's sort of a geographic thing too, where you might live somewhere else and it's more likely that you're at risk for it. Or most oh, no, apartments say, now I, that are in urban areas have been deleaded by this point. Well, definitely apartments when you rent them, they either delet it or you or you sign off right. that you you know there's lead in there. Um, but no, Lexington, Bedford actually, my first house in Lexington had a lot of lead in it. Really? Oh yeah. Um, and we, the windows were full of lead. We just never opened them up for like ten years. But yeah, no, so the, a lot of older houses in these areas have lead in them, hundred percent. Also from the from the pollution too. Like if you live in a congested area with traffic, there's more lead just from yeah natural it, emissions, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But also there's a, you know lead in the soil from paint houses that were like scraped and repainted. There's lead in the soil. Um, so you know there's definitely in our areas there's def- definitely lead. Uh, I, mean, I actually remember remember coming home. Uh, we had hired someone to change the windows over in our house because they were so old. Again, we never opened them. This yep. is our first house in Lexington. And I walked in. And actually, Jen had gone home to Maine for the weekend to be with her family, and I was going to meet her up there after work. And I walked into the house, and the, the gentleman was in the house, like, taking the windows out and scraping them, and the whole house was full of dust. And Ooh. and I and I said, you know there's lead in the paint in those windows, right? He said, 
ah, that doesn't matter, does it? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm, my, my, my stomach just sank, and I, and I went back actually a day early after he left, and I, I, I basically cleaned the whole house from all the walls to the yeah, floor. I bought a HEPA, HEPA vacuum, and I washed the walls and the floor probably five times before I had anybody come in. Dave, tell, tell the listeners what you were doing today when, I, when we arrived at the league. With with some boulders. I was anticipating your arrival. Um, <laughs> Other than that, I was just I was smashing. I had put up an extra hammock um, yeah. in case everybody wanted wanted to be on it, and it was over a big rock. And this this land, as you as you've seen, is a, there's a lot of rocks on this land. It's New, England, it's New England, my friend. It's pretty rocky. <laughs> and I was smashing one up, so I I so I would um, see so people wouldn't fall out of the hammock. Um, I was using a sledgehammer, so they wouldn't fall out of the hammock and maybe hurt themselves on the rock. But that was funny. You helped me. I think you or one of your kids uh, helped me help me move the big boulders. I did not help you. I offered. You watched. Oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I was giving you a little credit where no credit <laughs> Thanks, was due. Man. Yeah, smashing boulders. It's it's always it's very rewarding when you find that nice seam in a rock and it cracks. Well, that goes back to your your gravestone years, Dave. It goes back were, to when I was you know traveling the de- in the desert and I had to break that rock open to get some water out of it. Okay, Moses, <laughs> I thought you were supposed to talk to that rock. No, uh, no, no that's, that's what got me in trouble. <laughs> that is like the, the third biblical reference that we've made today, know, like, including Moses like in the wilderness, the, the the sacrifice, <laughs> the sacrifice in the temple, and the eternal flame that here is burning here. Uh, no, I yeah, I, I used to um yeah, I used to, you know, the eternal flame. No, I used to uh, yeah, in, in, uh, install engrave. Uh, sandblast tombstones, but I, I was pretty used to working with different stones, and um, yeah, so. I think I've asked you before about sandblasting. That just means you had a solid slab, and you would, you wouldn't chisel, you'd blast it with sand to inscribe it with the, the letters and numbers? Is that Yeah, really I mean, I, I always try to condense the story. Now it's all done mechanically, but we, we right, basically... Like robots probably do it now, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, now, but it, this was a trade that I, I learned from a, a, a craftsman, basically. This Who'd was, you learn from? What was his name? His name was Alan Netto, yep. and... He was probably the, he's probably the size of your of your of Orin, your younger son. Um, yeah, but his fingers and hands. But with must his forearms, the size yeah. of your of your of your quads. I mean, the guy because oh. you used to we used to hold this thing in our hand. This it basically was attached to like a, a tube to a compressor, which would would pump out um, sand, silica sand, at a high speed, and you would basically move your arm back and forth in a steady state. To sandblast the cutout letters on a on a stone that had this thick rubber on it, which so wherever there wasn't the rubber where the stone where the letters had been cut out, it, you would engrave the stone. But it, you had to be very careful that you didn't hold the. It's like using a power washer; like you couldn't hold it in place too long because you literally right. blast a hole through the stone. And it was an art because you had to just keep keep your hand steady and moving right. and not hold it in one place. And now again, it's all motorized or computerized. So, but and things would go back and forth now and do it for you. But yeah, he was he was a tradesman. He was a very interesting guy. This was his life. How how'd you get that gig? Through my father. I was going to say, it must have been through your father. <laughs> so my father was really good friends with a, a man whose last name was Finley, and he owned a funeral home called Teagan Finley. And Mr. Finley did also... Did he launder money like they do in Ozark through the funeral home? He probably did, actually. Did yeah, and he... Um, and I was actually just talking to him, to him about him with someone, but he bought this tombstone company because it was it was like almost like part of his business in yep. a way. And he had someone running it who knew my dad very well, and they needed some summer help, and that was where I fit in. Great job. How old were you? Was college was in, or high school? I was in high school, end of high school, I think. This is before you were welding. That was when I welded. Oh, no, yeah, that was before I was welding. Yeah, that was during. That was during. Um, this might have been actually during college. I was doing the tombstones. Yeah, I was a nursing home, working in a nursing home in high school. Tombstones in college, welding and stuff. And um, well, that might have been college too. Anyways, and here we are. Here we are. What a, what a, what a career and vocational trajectory you have had. I've had a lot from of the gas station uh, to the funeral home, my, to the nursing yeah, home, gas station, to your dad's bread, bread company, bagging bread. That was one of them. Um, oh my gosh, uh, nursing home. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you, you remember them? Yeah, well, it was all good. Know, I, I remember important things about. Well, you yes, I'm a jobs. I forget. So my my all my all my job in high school was like well, Abercrombie and Fitch, Hebrew school teacher's assistant, right? <laughs> and then that's like we went into you know multiple camp counselor jobs. I was the assistant manager of the Stein at Brandeis for a couple of years, Dave, which I'm sure you frequented when you were an undergrad. Good memories, good memories. Uh, brief to Abercrombie, of course, uh, unmemorable, but just a good story to tell. And then, you know, oh, oh, kids oh. club. Right, directly, straight line. And right. then the story, as I tell it, which is true, is I had three interviews in the same two days. It was at a law firm 
at a bank and at a private Jewish day school. And I got one of those jobs. What was the bank? Uh, it was like Brookline Bank to be like an entry level like underwriter, mortgage, oh, that's generator, right? And then paralegal. But I wasn't sure I wanted to go to law school. And I only got one of those three. Hmm. Here I am, however many years later. Wow, 19 years later this you month, You landed actually. on your feet. Did you ever want to be the teller and, like, you know, with the, that was run that mechanical thing that opened up the um, no. the door to that the was not That wasn't on my bucket the list of jobs or, or that, that tube, That pneumatic tube thing that came flying through and took the person's money out. That is kind of cool, though. No, I, used, cool. I used one of those for the first time during the during the pandemic. What are you talking about? Oh, the... Um, one of the tubes. At the hospitals, they had those. You put two, yeah. you put stuff in the blood in the tubes and it would go through the hospital and end up in the lab kind of cool that sounds pretty cool it's like the, cool. it's like the it's like elon musk's uh, hyperloop but for you know it's a hyperloop extent you know the basic idea of that would you use you use a drive-thru for the first time and use the pneumatic tube um well no, like the drive-thru teller i'd never used one but the bank was you know closed and all services they you know to make a deposit you had to go through the uh through the tube so i did it i was scared i wasn't gonna be able to do it right i got it right the first time dave do you ever walk you ever not drive through you say just walk up to the drive-thru i do like, like if i'm running I have to mm-hmm. deposit a check. I'll like walk up to the drive-through ATM and, and punch it in. I feel like I'm breaking the law. But do you ever go? Is it to the live person one and like just talk to them? Like try to you know stand this, stand, stand with a car. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Uh, <laughs> but we had the we had the bank discussion last pod about what, what, remember your yeah, first bank, bank Boston. Right? Oh gosh, yeah. But was there? What, I forget though the um your first bank it was uh it's the thing of mechanic savings mechanic bank. mechanic savings yeah, mechanic, we, fall, mechanic falls mechanic falls Dave yeah oh in but, what in what what town were we near today which you I, I had a great um we've been I've been here a few times Dave but there's certain roads that I've never taken but when we went to get gas for the boat we ended up at five corners where you can take a road to Oxford you can take a road to Auburn you can check out Poland Regional High School nice. You can look and see the sign from Mechanic Falls three miles the other direction. Yep. And my favorite, Dave, Yes. was M-I-N-O-T, which I think you told me is pronounced Minot. 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 Yeah. So I'm giving too, too much emphasis on the ought. So if you had to give me like a... Those towns must all be different, right? With different unique characteristics. <laughs> if I said to you... Mine it, it, Dave. Just give me a word or an image that says mine it to you. Ah, small. Small. 2,700 kids, uh, uh, residents, I thought. If I said, Dave, Mechanic Falls, you would say? Small. Small. (laughs) Neighboring, neighboring Auburn. These are bad words. No, I would say, I would say Charlie Pratt, because Charlie Pratt was one of my good friends that lived in Mechanic Falls. Oh, excellent. Charlie was a good man. Charlie, um... Yeah, Charlie actually went into the military and yep. very active and great guy. He, yes. we, one of my favorite things about Charlie is we would, he had a, like, this great old car. I'm not sure who's, who, where he got it, who, if it was handed down from his parents, but he didn't have a radio in it. But um, but we, we'd actually would, would hold a, like a little boombox on our laps when we drove around town. Yeah, you would. You know, with batteries. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so we did mine, we did Mechanic Falls. What about Poland? Poland's small. Poland's small. All right. Poland's small. And you learn. And you wet. And you, you know, Poland's Poland Spring. Poland. No, that's what Poland's famous for. Kind of cool. If you've never been to the Poland Spring, um, area. Isn't it hidden? Don't they say it's hidden? No, they actually. It's actually. It's um. On, it's on the grounds of by the grounds of the Poland Spring Inn, which has a lot of amazing history. Yep. And you actually go see the actual spring. Wow. Um, it's it's in kind of in glass case in a, in a glass closure, and you can kind of stare at it. You know, as it bubbles. Um, well, that's what springs do, man. They kind of bubble up. It's a, it's a magical healing spring it, that feeds. The, the funny thing about all these town names, Dave, is that, you know, growing up in Boston, you read the you read like all the columnists, you read like Bob Ryan, you read Dan Shaughnessy, and they just romanticize like Maine. I'm not gonna say rural, but like small town Maine baseball fandom, mm-hmm. and always like you know invent like oh Larry from Mechanic Falls turns on his AM radio to hear the Red Sox, you know all these towns <laughs> I've heard about, and I'm like oh hey look where we are Mechanic Falls, and it's kind of interesting from and you know I'm a geography nerd, particularly about New England, so mm-hmm. I really enjoy getting a perspective on that today, and also realizing hey the casino that we've talked about and the Walmart probably Dave oh, or the Walmart people wear masks with um, varying degrees of success the Walmart just up the iconic. road. And yeah. the New Hannaford built there on the farmland. And Oxford Plain Speedway. 
and Oxford Speedway. I love that place. So we, we, we there's five forks in Lexington, Dave. There's five corners up here, and that was in Poland itself, right? Yes. Amazing. When, when exceptional, the home of the double yoker. Are restaurants around here open full, fully? I do not know. I, have, I haven't partaken of the restaurants. Yeah, we have, we we will not be eating indoors it's tough for to a eat. while. It's tough yeah. to eat. Yeah, I don't think they open inside. Yeah, it's tough to eat through a mask. Um, I think the people probably take their masks off for eating. In Maine, you never know. They might chew In right through Maine, them. You never know. So I'm like a real Mainer. Just taste this mask. Tastes delicious. <laughs> a little goodness. little runny yolk on it. What else is going up here? What else, David? What else you got for me today? What else we got? Um, I don't know if I got anything else for you. Just uh, you know, it, it looking kind of looking forward to going back to work. This has been a nice time up here. You get antsy. I know you. The things you want to be doing. Got a lot. Got a lot of things actually. I my I was um, definitely interacting with my office by text and by logging in, you know, on my computer to the electronic medical record, and I got some texts from some my colleague from my colleagues saying, "Aren't you supposed to be on vacation?" And I said, "You know, I said I actually enjoy being involved with the work when I don't have to be because I have so much more brain space to catch up on things." So it's actually I couldn't be happier than to be actually be on vacation. Do, you know, spending time with my family and an occasion and when I want to hop, you know, getting involved with work. So, did you I, use the time to catch up on any uh, reading, Dave, or shows you have not been? I brought a bunch of stuff in my bag to read, and I read absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I did though. I've been waking up like at two or three in the morning, or, or not falling asleep right away, and I've been watching the um, Last Dance uh, per your recommendation. Yeah, definitely and, support that. How far into it are you? Episode five, excellent. Which is called episode five. It's <laughs> even better. And it's great. It's great. You know, I just have really... you had the one with the guy with the uh, the mullet who beats Michael Jordan at quarters, the security guard? Have you seen that one yet? I did not get that yet. Thanks that's for... the that's the meme of, of the show. You'll know exactly blo- what I'm talking about. Thanks when you for get there. blowing it for me. Oh my gosh, um, we haven't actually put up a pod since we went to outdoor yoga with Jen the other day, Dave. And I want to say that was really a pleasant experience over there at Bowman in Lexington. I really enjoyed that more no, than I thought did, I would. I thought we did a pod since then. No. no. No, that was really awesome. That was a great, that was really cool. And they're doing a lot more of the outdoor. I don't think the indoor is, is as busy as the outdoor now. Not and, surprising, right? And that was pretty cool, right? You know, you and I next to each other. And, and it's, you know, it, it's like there's a part of the at, the, at the end, right, where you, I don't know all the, all the names for it, where you're just kind of laying down, closing your eyes, reflecting going different places in your brain and I actually was laying there I don't know what you were doing and I had my eyes wide open because I was staring at this beautiful blue sky with clouds floating by and often you I feel like I have to close my eyes to kind of block everything out so I can just you know be calm but it was so cool to be calm looking at the sky and the clouds and you know hearing the uh the wind blow through the trees and there was kids in the playground right you heard them laughing and playing it was pretty neat experience it was pretty cool. It was I, actually I was wondering too in the moment because when you're in the studio and it's dark, my eyes are closed. Absolutely, I'm like, oh, this is so relaxing. And I'm waiting for again for the cucumber lavender towel to be placed yep. on my forehead. Just um, you know, when your eyes are closed, I'm actually staring right at you. Yeah, but I think I think the afternoon I was actually my eyes were open. A because it was so bright, I wanted to look and see. B it was just a beautiful day. It was sunny and the breeze was blowing, and um, you know, very very pleasant. Uh, but again, man, my 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 heart goes out to all the. Uh, you know, yoga studios and fitness centers when people are not coming back because it just doesn't seem like it's the right thing to be doing. So kudos to LPY for trying it and Jen for teaching a great class. And um, I'll be going back. It was really pleasant. No, it was a great. It was a great time. It was um, great to be there and uh, it was a nice crowd and both in in person and online. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm, you know, maybe we'll do it in the rain one day. I'm not sure if that's really a great idea. Um, I'll just say that you know the. Not to put a not to be you know Danny Downer here. Don't put a damper on it. Yeah, no, but uh, you know all the all the people are sort of talking about we got to take advantage of being outside now and enjoying experiences because come flu plus still Corona in the in the winter months it's going to be a little bit rough and um, not looking forward to that, Dave. Not looking forward to that. Looking forward to going skiing. I want to go skiing. There we go. Well, that's distanced, right? And outside and individualized. I hope, so, you know, hope right? they can do it because last year was a ban. I thought it was a great season last year and it just got cut short. Again, there were bigger things to worry about, but it'd be nice to be able to go skiing and be, be outside. I'm sure there won't be a lodge. You won't be going to the lodge or whatnot and you probably have to go on the chairlift with someone that you know. Um, but you can be so bundled up. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. I think I recall you went skiing on a really, really, really cold day this February up, up in, uh, in New Hampshire, didn't you? One of those frigid ones. Uh, yeah, I think that this, yeah, every year there's a really, I'd say there's some, some cold you just, days. You just layer up and go. 
Yeah, I just yeah, like you said, I like the cold, but there yeah, there was um it's there's some uh, cold days, but I'm looking forward to getting out there. Um, yeah, hope it's hope it's a decent season. Well, I I hope so too for you. I brought thank you. I, Thanks I, for I brought, I brought one book with me for for this little break. It's about New England hiking. You of did course, not. I haven't touched it, and you know that's fine. But we had a great hike last weekend. Up. What kind of book is that? Is it like is it like about hikes? Or is it's it like, like the four hundred greatest hikes in New England. And that's 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 my speed. I like reading that stuff. It's about maps and outdoor stuff, and I get to dork out on that, and I enjoy doing that frequently. And um, we had a great hike last weekend at Pacmanadnock up in New Hampshire with all the kids and the dog who really achieved a wonderful summiting experience together. Did you bring water for the Aspen? Brought water and food for the pup, absolutely. And she um, oh, it's had a she full, lunch, full lunch up there on the, on the summit, which is great. That's a good dog. I met Aspen for the first it's time, really, actually, um, today. And Aspen gave me, you know, I, I introduced myself with some kisses. And yeah, you opened up. I I, t- I I just <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. I love dogs. I love like look at dogs, and that's, that's she's she's a good dog. Amazing. She's a, it's a, she's a good licker, and she got along with Giselle very nicely. Um, even though Giselle snapped at her a little bit, and Chuzzy, little Chuzzy. There we go. There we go. Uh, so other than going back to work, what's on the agenda for the upcoming week? Uh, there's a some a board of health slash oh. select. I think it's a select board meeting yeah, that we're part of. Board, yeah. sure. um, a joint meeting. Joint meeting. What's on the agenda? Um, school stuff. Sure. Um, that's the big Have thing. Have they voted? No. Isn't the, isn't the deadline Monday for the submission? I'm not sure. All right. Okay. So we're, you're talking about just like all the issues around I, ventilation I are, think, and distancing and three feet and six feet. What are you we're doing? We're chiming in in terms of our concerns and, yep. and um, thoughts on things. And um, yeah, it should be good. I'm not sure, uh, yeah, I don't. We this has kind of evolved over the past couple of days that we're going to be doing this. We were going to have, I think, our own meeting, but we're combining it with their meeting. Interesting. It is interesting. What are there any other public health matters at stake besides schools? There's stuff on the agenda. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm. Just, I'll, I'll look at it once. <laughs> there you go. Look at it on Monday. Do the pre-reading just before that. That's, That's what a I Monday. do. That's a Monday meeting for you. That's a Monday meeting for you. That's a Wednesday meeting. Wednesday meeting. You got plenty of time to prepare, my friend. That's what I'm talking about. I've also, I've also joined this. Uh, I think I told you there's this um, Facebook group that I just was asked to join as the as like a as a pediatrician of record, basically. Where I'm actually starting my first Facebook Live oh my thing on Monday. What so is going we'll on? See how that goes. Want to plug that? Just want to get some more views. What's going on? Uh, what does it look well, like? I don't know if I plug it. It's gonna be called Doc and Doula. Yep. And I'm I'm not the doc. The doc is this amazing OBGYN, Dr. Bill Chun who I met when I was a third-year medical student at BU doing my OBGYN rotation out at Framingham Union Hospital. And it was the most, it was one of the most worst, it was the wor- one of the worst medical school experiences of my life. What does that mean? Um, I don't want to miss. And, <laughs> and but in, in the bright light of this was this, he, he either was an OBGYN resident or a fellow at that point, and he was this bright light of this, most intelligent, kind, skilled doctors, and he made sure he did his best to uh, counteract all the negative stuff that we were going through. And I just had him. I worked with him for that one month, and up in, about six months ago, our paths crossed again in a in a, in a very interesting way, and um, we reconnected. And he asked me to be part of this. This group, he's a very kind of cutting edge and very um, involved, and he's the doc that you want to be. And he asked me to be again, be this this pediatrician for this group, and I just I'm really honored that he thinks of me that way. Doc and Doula. Doc and Doula. Facebook Live. I know. See how that goes. Monday man. evening. What's that? Monday evening. I think it might be morning actually. Monday morning. Yeah, but I can do it any time on Monday, so I might just do it in the morning. It's my first one. I want to get just kind of bang it out, oh and. Uh, See how it goes. I don't think I can watch Dave. I think I have to watch okay. the recording. It's okay. Please don't. It's sad for you. You know me. I won't be. I will never be watching it. <laughs> you will not be watching your own performance. Be watching it. You're not going to be reflective. So what's your your week? Your, your week. Your week. Like you know, when when bonkers, right? You got the school committee stuff. You got work. Yeah, last week you, was a bear. That's why it's really great to be up here, just sort of decompressing. Next week, you know, we're gonna we're spiking enrollment now, which is great because some of the other programs are finishing. So we'll have basically twice as many kids now and some more staff back, which is great. A lot of games all over the place. We have a couple of home baseball games. We have a softball game in Charlestown. We've got some other stuff going on. And then who knows? 
Every week there's a when every it, week when, there's when a surprise. When does the pseudo season end for you guys? So for the gentlemen, this is it. Like I think everyone's done by Thursday, and then for the ladies, they're gonna be going for I think another another two full weeks, and um, you know we end all we end all sports around the twentieth of August. Then we got you know thirty days till school starts, um, which will be nice to have our evenings back because you know we were it was funny we were home continuously together from March until end of June, and then the season started, and then we were never home together in the evening, and now we'll get some of that back. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, this is like, yeah, you guys are, your family is so busy. It's like trying to fit a weekend in with you guys is like, I don't know, trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. You guys are like games and games and games. But this year, well, we, you know, and, and just responsibilities. You know, there's a lot going on. Plus, I mean, responsibility. We have to prepare what for what the responsibilities fall do you have? Do we have besides, besides coaching? Baseball? No, I know you zero. have responsibilities. Your, your responsibility is, is fixing your house. <laughs> if it's not, it's not, if it's not a furnace breaking or a refrigerator breaking, or or washing machine breaking, it's a faucet breaking. What happened there? Yeah, I had to fix the faucet on Friday. It was great, actually. So, uh, you know, I'm good at the bathroom faucet. I'm like fifty percent good at the kitchen faucet. I actually think I fixed it this time a hundred percent correctly. What was the problem with it? It's just it, you need a well, washer. It, well, it, it, new... it always had like a little drip if you turned it on too high. This time, the actual the we were in those sort of ball and stem Delta seventy mm, ones. Delta seventy. And the stem just like broke off from the ball. And it kind of fell in. So actually, I always buy the whole kit reassembly, not just the ball, because it's worth mm. having extra pieces. Nice. You got to take out the springs and put them in and then mount it the right way and then twist it the right way. And inevitably, I do it the wrong way like 12 times, even though it's only like seven pieces. Yeah. So you can ask my wife. I was not very happy about it. I was kind of storming around because I didn't know this had happened when I was at work. I'm like, what? I wanted to like. But well, what happened though? It wasn't working. It was a water spewing from it. No, it just w- it wouldn't turn on because the you know the stem and it was just wobbling around. I'm like, turn off the turn off the water. Supply. Do you guys have? Do you guys have like a when you leave the house? I don't want to jinx you, but when you leave the house, do you shut off your water to the house? Like for the day? Like right now for the weekend? You're up here for the weekend. Do you shut your water off? Not for the day, but you're gone from the. So, so the answer to that question is never. Well, so so when we would always leave, we would sh- always shut off the wash. Do you have the? Do you shut off your washing machine water? The answer is never. So, so I would recommend that because. Tell me why. Well, we always shut off our washing machine water because, and actually, it was recommended to me by our plumber. Um, and actually, you have, Jim, a personal, Jim, you have a personal plumber, Jim Dallarocco, uh, actually at Bedford. Shout out, Jim. Great guy. Um, I don't know if he's working anymore, but anyways, amazing plumber. And and just because sometimes those hoses pop off, you know, and when those hoses pop off, you've got some water coming to your house. And but what I do, I actually whenever we leave, like for the weekend or well, a couple of days, I shut off the water to the whole house. You just shut off the main valve. The main valve. And the reason I do this is, one, I'm just worried that's, you know, that there's going to be something else going to happen or the pipes could freeze, but not in the summertime. One of my, one of the a family that I know who lives in, I think, Carlisle, they went away just a, like a year and a half ago, you know, during the summer somewhere, and they came home, and that's what your, 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 your faucet reminded me of, the stem on the on the second or third floor faucet just popped off. It was an old house, just yep. popped off. They came home and the mom said her her um oh no her, her I think her second floor something was sitting on her dining room table. It, the whole house was flooded and the floors collapsed. Oh man. And they were out of the house for like a year just because this one little stem popped off. So I don't want to make you this rush home. This isn't really right helping now. my yeah. general anxiety about yeah. things. So, so, so I, I shut I shut, shut the water off. That's what I said. So you're a water shutter offer. I'm a water shutter offer. As a matter of course. Well, yeah, not only a water shutter offer. I have two or three lights in the house when I leave on timers. So it looks like I'm there. <laughs> my parents did it all the time when we yeah. left. It's kind of like it's. I'm also also yeah. like on Home Alone. I have this this sh- this like this mannequin on a string that goes across the the house around midday. <laughs> sure there they is. think that I'm home. <laughs> or your house is haunted. <laughs> and then Joe Pesci came over. Oh I loved him in The Irishman. <laughs> I still have not watched The Irishman. By the you way, you haven't watched. You're I still, joking. I still not watch, no, I haven't. You, why it. have you not watched The Irishman? I, didn't, I heard it wasn't that good. What are you talking about? I heard it wasn't that good. Who told you it wasn't good? Uh, people. Give me one person that I know that told you it wasn't good. And I will, I will personally. Well, you know, we, we, we know who told us it was good. Me. And Sal. Sal said it was really good. Oh, yeah, Sal. So maybe, I mean, I have, I, well, maybe. No, give me one person. Just throw a name out. I heard Under it wasn't bus. that good. I don't know. I, I can't tell you Are you, you kidding was, me? But I, but have it, you seen, oh my gosh. I've seen, whatever we read to say, yeah, all those guys. Watch movies I've seen, the movie. Yeah, it's a great right, movie. Fine, fine. I thought you well, watched no, it. You, you watch Heat. 
you watch Heat. Okay. And then I'll watch The Irishman. And you watch. They're both pretty long. And you watch Judge Dredd, and I'll watch. Um, There's no reason to watch that movie ever again. I think I, I think I did that last time too to you. What the Judge Dredd? Yeah, the I don't Judge know why. Because I think of Heat, because Stallone's not in Heat. It's just De Niro. He's not right. Yeah. There's no connection between Judge no, Dredd no and idea. both motion so, pictures. Just watch Judge Dredd. You, I cannot cannot believe we always go down this path that you did not watch The Irishman. We, okay. we never had this conversation before. We just did. Okay, so I can't believe you haven't watched Heat because you. I are, probably have watched you are, Heat. You know, you watched scenes. I like you know. You probably a, watched scenes. I grew up in the HBO era, sitting in front of my chair, like six inches from my um, television, okay, watching well, every it, it movie. Not, it's not a movie from your childhood. It was like the mid '90s, right? So you were you were adulting by then. I was adulting. You were you having you, bad experiences you, in are you, man, are you mansplaining? <laughs> I did teach you a new term today, David. Congratulations. Uh, no, it wasn't me. I knew what it was. Jen did. I knew what it was. Mansplainer. <laughs> Mainsplainer. Mainsplaining. Are you, are you Gellersplaining me I'm right Gellersplaining now? Gellersplaining you right now. I, why is heat so important to you? It's, just a, it's, 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 it's generally regarded as a, just a wonderful like film. Who, 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 again, who is this unknown oh gosh, anonymous where? person? Have you seen popular Dian- culture deems it worthy of note, and I agree that it's pretty spectacular. I will watch Heat. Is it on Netflix or Amazon? It, no, you got to. F- I, ha- I have the DVD. You do. You can borrow it. I, I wouldn't want to borrow it. It may be, in fact, what? Natalie Portman's first screen role. Do I have a DVD? Like, oh my gosh, Natalie Portman's in this movie is like a thirteen-year-old. Yes, she is. Have you seen um, Beautiful Girls? Negative. Ooh, she's in that too. I think. For twenty dollars, do you know what her uh, birth name was? Natalie Portman. Incorrect. Natalie Nortman. Yes. <laughs> I think it was Natalie Dershlag. See what I did? Natalie Dershlag, and she was born in Jerusalem. <laughs> Dershlag. Born in Jerusalem. Dershlag. Born in Jerusalem. Dershlag. Okay, thank you. Now we all Banger. know. Banger. Now we all know. Bangor, Maine. <laughs> Dershlag. Dershwitz. Speaking of Dershwitz. Oh, bad week for Alan. Bad, <laughs> bad week for Alan. We are not going to talk about that scumbag at all. Give me one thing bad about the week for Alan. Um, did you not see the news? I'm I'm catching up. Okay, uh, this is we're, we're, this is not a topic for this family podcast. Hirschlag, Natalie Hirschlag, not Dershlag, right. Natalie right. Hirschlag. All right, my mistake. All right, David, the the, the the eternal flame is dimming here by the lake. I'll get it going again. The moon is rising. All right, no, give me what? What? Okay, we'll move on Dershowitz another time. So, anyways, <laughs> have you seen Diner? No. What? <laughs> oh, have you seen? Um, Oh, Reservoir Dogs? Yes. Thank gosh. You haven't seen Diner? No. What part of the Do you remember the ground round? Do you remember the ground round? Yes, and the popcorn? Yeah. That's what that was like that was like a night out for me and Jen. Beer. Were they were there were there ones up here? This was like a, a bar in Maine. For you. Yeah. It was so a, I'll tell it was, you, it was when, a New when, England. When, it was New England. The chain. ground round came to Auburn, Maine, when Jen and I were in college. Really? You would have thought that they just opened up like. I don't know, King's Bowling or something. Yeah. It was the biggest thing you to go was. there and get popcorn, bowls of popcorn, yep. big beers, and have a big screen TV. And it, it, it was, it was like the, you know, the, it was like the greatest thing for us. Wow. Well, so the, 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 the New England, iconic New England brands of old conversation, that's a whole pod. Um, Grand Round is one of them. I went there as a kid. I went to the one that, that was, uh, it is now where like the gigantic Chipotle, CVS, Bon Me, uh, amalgamation is down over at Alewife Brook Parkway, across from the. Oh yeah. Across from the Whole Foods, that, that's oh, where the ground. Yeah. I used to go there because it was right near my house. Well, there's one. There was one we used to go to from Brandeis down Watertown Way. It was in Watertown. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's true. Me, Jen, Brian Kroger. Oh my goodness. The ex checker for I'm Sigma Alpha Mu fraternity. The ex checker. My best friends. <laughs> we had an ex checker too. We were an ex checker. Were you ever an officer of the fraternity, Dave? We ever. An officer I was there? rush chairman. You were rush chair for like what had, year? Um. Um, sophomore through senior year, I think, because I was. You had it for three years. I was the best rush chairman ever. You ordered the t-shirts. You ordered the cups. Yeah, you oh did. Oh my god, that I. You have, went to formal. I just ripped one. Of my, I just ripped one of my teachers by accident. Oh I felt so gosh. bad about it. I don't know if I did that. I was just the rush chairman, and I could. I sure sold that fraternity. Oh my gosh, Dave. I was. I was. I was. I was member at large. I was pledge master, and I was master, my friend. Maybe I was pledge I master. Maybe master. I was pledge master. And you afterwards, I promptly uh, quit the fraternity. I'm like, oh, this is really lame. I'm done. So that's also true. When did you quit the fraternity? Uh, I met somebody who kind of changed my orientation towards life. And then I married her, and I realized this thing really isn't so cool. Really? Yeah, pretty I much. Love, I love, I love, I was, Probably a good decision. 
So wow. senior, I hung out with with her and her friends, and not my. So uh, you weren't hanging out with, with Dan Brecker and Sandy Sandy Flom. That was thirteen years. Uh, no, nine those years guys. Ahead of me, nine those years guys ahead. are iconic. Anyway, New England brands. We got Ground Round. We got Strawberries. We got Zares. We got Ames. Oh, Zares and Ames. Um, and I'm Caldor. And Hope. Bradleys for the win. I mean, this is this is, this is iconic. You know, me me in the me in the early eighties. Service 80s. merchandise. Service merchandise is a solid one. Yeah, I can do that. I can yeah. play a game. Ab- Abdows. Nope. Not big boy, Abdos. No. Nope. Um, I get nothing. Not out. national, New England, no, New, oh, England New England, only. New England, New England. Yeah, but again, when I was growing up, all these, all these, like, all these small towns in Maine, which I'm not driving, I just heard about. I'm really glad, happy the ground Dairy Joy made it here. Dairy Joy. Dairy Joy is that a chain? I don't know. It's just that one over there in like uh, Lincoln, like, right? What a great thing! That'd be a great name for a kid, Dairy Joy. I don't think that. I do not think that'd be a great name for a Joy kid. Dairy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lactate. Dave's getting, hey, getting delirious here as, we head, as we head towards late night over the lake. <laughs> the moon's really rose. You can't see it now through the trees. Um, you know that the moon orbits the Earth? You just you <laughs> can just say stuff. whatever you want, Dan. That's pretty good you've, stuff. You, you've never seen Diner. All right. Well, here's here we go. So my, my, my our, our final words to each other. What's this final word we'll, stuff? We'll, I'm just getting going. Will be my commitment to you. That I will watch, and I watch Heat. I will watch. We should watch them the together. Irishman. You watch. Yeah, you gotta watch the Irishman. You've seen Vegas, right? I've seen Vegas. You know, um, with what's Vegas? The movie Vegas with like De Niro and um, you know my Goodfellas, Casino. Yeah, but, thank you. Casino. Okay, yeah, I've seen Casino. You've I've seen s- Vegas. I've seen all those. Yeah, movies. you've seen Vegas. Yeah, I've seen Swingers. Right? Yeah. Not um, Swingers. Swingers in a. It's a joke, huh? but it's a Vegas movie, as you know. From oh, the there you go. Come on, man. I'll I'll watch Irishman. You'll watch Heat. Maybe I don't, I don't even know what Diner is. It's just a great movie. It's What's got it like about? Mickey Rourke and um, I think is it about a diner. It. It's about like it's a it's a guy, it's kind of a guy movie, but it's about these guys and they and they just um it's, it's probably it's a guy movie about guys. Yeah, it's a guy movie about guys. I okay. must wait for Bornstein to send a message about that one. That phrase is a guy movie about guys. It's a it's a town in Maine. Um, <laughs> then and, I automatically love it. <laughs> and um. No, just about it's just it's like a thing in the fifties, sixties. It's about these, guys, and it's where they hang out at the diner. It's it's just a, it's a good movie, but anyways. Okay. So we will we will. I'm not I'm not committing to that right now, but I'll okay. commit to the Irishman because I. You to Irish. That's like, but diner's like probably an hour and fifty minutes, and Irishman's like five days. That's the problem. It's a good movie, but I wish it was more. You wish it was like a ten part. Because when you, show. when you, when it ends, you like because you think about these guys and their characters in different movies over the years which are all very similar and you watch this movie and you and you, and you realize how old they are and you may realize how old you are you not me and you realize that okay this this is it these, these guys are going to move on at some point and when i move, say move on i mean they're going to die right and, and they're done you know so it's just really i think it's a great movie I mean, it's like it's just great. Are you talking about the guys, the actors, or the guys in the movie? The actors. Okay, the actors. But they did like the CGI to make them look younger, right? That was the whole yeah, thing that was weird. Right? That's just the old thing too. They made them look older too. So it's weird. It's just, it is weird. It's weird. Like deep faking them. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, David, eight uh, eight, August eighth podcast episode thirty five, Fireside Fire Pit podcast, Fireside in the books. Um, looking forward to a nice day up here tomorrow with you, and then a good week of reentry for you uh, next week at home. And us hopping back for episode 36 sometime soon. Lucky 36. Lucky 36, David. Hey, Dan, um, thanks for joining me. Have a great night, everybody. Um, we'll see you next time. And, Dave, thanks again for having us up here. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.